Hello there and welcome once again to the XL Sports Podcast and we are once again talking World Cup and this time we are talking Group F and Group F is one of those groups that you look at and you think, hmm, that could be fun. Um, Luckily enough, I'm not the only one who's going to be talking about Group F but I'm also joined once again, I'm glad to say, by Irish Jack. Hi. And by Will. Hello. Well done, guys. Did it well this time. Unlike the last time both of yeah. you were on together. <laughs> I remembered my lines. Good, good. Um, I, I mean, Group F, for me, looks like one that could be quite tasty. I think there's uh, uh, obviously four squads in that group. Um, Morocco, Croatia, Belgium, Canada. I, I, I feel like you've got the strongest African nation, in my opinion. You've got probably the strongest... Well, one of the strongest European teams. You've got Croatia, who you know last time out World Cup finalists, and then you've got Canada, who look like a, an emerging talent team. What's your thoughts on this group as a whole, Jack? It's, it's really difficult, and um, I'm going to explain why. Uh, I think f- four years ago, if the, you see this exact same group, it's a very easily Belgium, Croatia, Morocco, Canada, but. Fast forward to now, and you look at that, and you're like, "Hmm, well, what do I do? Who goes where? Who? <laughs> which team are the Croatia and Belgium are more washed up since 2018? Like a lot, a lot of factors you need to look at. A lot of players that are still performing at their best that are still there from four years ago, and a lot not so. Um, Eden Hazard. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be di- really exciting to see it play out, and I guess going to be just as exciting to talk about. Absolutely. Um, well, before we start talking about the teams, anything you want to add to what Jack said? Um, I think this could be one of the toughest groups to predict. I think it was under the radar, but I actually don't think Belgium are that good in comparison to the other teams. They have more stars, but in terms of, as as he said, the fall-off has been uh, not gracious. Uh, and it's very, very, very last chance for their golden generation in um, apostrophes, that is. But uh, yes. it, this is going to be tougher to predict now. I think most people take and people will take this for group for granted, but I think this genuinely could be the hardest group out of all to predict because they've all they all look decent. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, you know what? We're going to start with the the one that I know the most about for a change, and we're going to start off with Morocco, um, just because I can. Um, for for those who do not know about this Morocco squad, they've been absolutely mired with um. I want to say madness, but it's sort of the the, the political background of this Morocco team has been nothing but um, turbulent over the last sort of 12 months or so. They qualified for the World Cup um, and the manager then turned around and said he wasn't going to be picking his big stars because he didn't respect him. Um, And that's including, you know, guys like Hakim Ziyech. Um, He was going to be dropping the right back from Bayern Munich, Mazraoui. Uh, Amrabat was in there. Um, so there was this huge thing in the background and then the Tunisian FA, I think it was sort of um, August time potentially, decided to, to turn around and sack him and bring in their own manager instead um, so they could have all their big stars there. And um, for those who know a little bit more about international football management, um, he is uh, Vahid Halidovic, I can't even say his name, Halidovic, come on, Jack, you know this one. He was the manager of Japan before 2010. And Ivory, or was it Japan for 2018 and Ivory Coast for 2010? But it was he's been sacked for the third time before a major tournament, and um, 
yeah, it's, it's oh. going to be going to be very interesting to see what happens with this squad now they've brought in a new manager. But the good news for those football fans is that all these big names are back. So we've got a squad, you know, filled with talent, in my opinion. You've got, you know, Ziyech, you've got Harit that plays for Marseille. Um, I've obviously mentioned um, uh, Amrabat already, but you've got Buffal that's at Angers in, in France. Um, looking further back, you've also got Seiss that was at Wolves. It's now gone to Besiktas, Mazraoui, uh, Hakimi. Uh, they've, they've got a good group of players there. Um, even the, the goalkeeper, uh, Bunu, that plays oh, no. for Sevilla, is a yeah. very good goalkeeper. So it's, it's stacked, in my opinion. Um, Jack, I'll stop talking. Uh, what do you think about this Morocco squad? No, I, com- I completely agree. Um, I, I think they're really under the radar going into this tournament by a lot of casual supporters and uh, just people in, in general that don't, don't really pay attention to African football when they, they really should be because it, it is on the rise. And um, yeah, I, th- I think that the real the real talking point about that rise is going to be Morocco. And I think this is the tournament that they're, they're going to turn heads and they're going to say, hey, African football is here and it's, it's going to make some noise along the way. And it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see. You mentioned a lot of players there, and I'm just I'm just really disappointed that um, we didn't get uh, oh, that. Uh, give me a second. I will remember his name. <laughs> I uh, Adel Tarap. Yes. I know he has fallen off massively since 2011, but I still want him to be there just so I can see him and not make like 27 Belgian defenders in a row and then somehow boot it out of play and then out of the stadium. <laughs> I, just, I just want to see it. I'll, I'll allow my dream to happen, but it's not going to happen and it makes me kind of sad. But nevertheless, Morocco still have a really good team and I'm excited to see what they can do. Yeah, um, I, I, I think you're absolutely right in the fact that yeah, Adel Tarat would have been great. I think he was looking to try and get back in the squad, but I think... Um, yeah. From from what I, I I understood is the fact that where he's playing he's not playing that well and I think he's playing over in like I want to say Portugal it's, no he's not he's moved on from Portugal now he's over in Aussie. um I want to say Saudi Arabia but I might be wrong it's like one of those it's like Saudi Arabia or oh like um, Emirates Abu Dhabi I think is UAE it? yeah yes it is actually yeah, so he's he's gone off off to the sort of the Middle East, and I don't think he's playing that well. Um, so I think that that's mm. the reason he's not in the squad, which is a shame. But um, yeah, he, apparently, again, he's another one of those names, though. That you know, you talk about players being dropped. He, he said he would never play for uh, his country again under that manager, and then the manager got sacked, and he's like, "I'm happy to play in the World Cup if you need me." So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it shows just how bad that squad was beforehand. But um, well, um, what's your thoughts on on Morocco as a whole and? Uh, Anything you want to add on to what we've already said? Is Hakimi not going? I said Hakimi. He is going. I thought he is as well because he's posted on Instagram, but on three sites now, I've gone to see the squad and he's not in it. No, he's definitely in the squad. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. okay, okay well, he's uh, number crap. two. Yeah, Google's crap then. <laughs> Controlled F, not blind. But If you need to double yeah, check the wrong. squad, um, 442 is always a great one for it. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm on 442, he's not on it. Yes, he is. I'm looking at his name right now. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so thick. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what, what about this squad? What do you think? Oh, just to say I was on the Tunisia squad. Nice. Anyway, um, the, the, squad, the, squad, the squad is strong. 
Okay, I mean, as you said, I, I mean, I haven't watched too much Moroccan football, but even I know quite a few of the players. So I, I, I think I have high hopes. I wouldn't cat. I mean, I don't see them as the dark horse. I think there are better dark horses. Darker you know horses. <laughs> yeah, you can put it like that. Um, I'll let you remember that one. But, <laughs> but I do think they've got a decent chance. I mean, I, I just that. Uh, I do feel for Harit, who, if I mean, I assume you guys saw, mm-hmm. he had like his knee torn into pieces like three days before the World Cup. Yeah, and yeah. he's out. He could be. No, he might never play again. That's a huge loss because I know he wasn't the greatest footballer, but he did provide a sort of out factor, and he was good on the ball. I have watched him. I think the team, you know, when you look at it, actually, if they've got potential, they could provide some competition. They could even go through. And I think that it'd be a disrespect to say they have a good chance of going through because I think when you compare it to that Croatia squad, which is so old, like I, I don't see why they couldn't go and give Croatia a run for their money. Even Belgium, they could give them a run for their money. So I think they've got a decent little chance there. I, yeah, I, I think I might have underrated them, but I look at the team and it's actually quite good. After that, I didn't know about Harit until you said that. That's a, a real shame, actually, because he's he, again for. Morocco style, he's actually a very, very solid player for them. Um, but again, they've got that depth to sort of that they can recover from. I imagine. Um, one other player that I'm just going to point out is if, for those who might not know him, but there's a a, a guy who plays for um, QPR called Elias. Ah, yes, yes. It's, it's Chair, is it how you actually pronounce it? But it's spelled Chair. <laughs> um, yeah. He he's definitely one to keep an eye out on this World Cup. I think he could be one of those little players that you're like, oh. Okay, he's actually really good. Um, if he gets the game time, definitely keep an eye on him because I think he's definitely one to watch. But um, we better move on from Moroccan football, or I could be sat here talking all day again. So um, we'll move on to the next team, and you know what? Let's let's go Canada. Um, Jack, I'm going to let you start with this. Canada, what's what's your thoughts as, on them as a team um, and as a whole? Um, I think. Um, they're they're well past their best. The the golden generation did not live up to the expectations that they had set out. Um, they they've they still have Toby Alderweireld and Jan Vertonghen and wrong team in defense. Canada. You still? I think he Canada. So I didn't think so Canada, did I? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll start. We'll, we'll we'll start again then. Um, Canada. Oh, yeah, you, you had a moment there, right? Sorry, on you go. I'm getting old. I'm twenty. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Right. Okay. Canada. Canada. What do you think of that squad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Canada. Yeah. Another team, well, a lot like Morocco, are well on the up, and I think similarly to African football, North American football is is definitely going to be one to look out for in in the the near future. And no, not Handeg, the football, the one you actually play with your feet. Um, <laughs> sorry, Americans. Um, I'm not sorry, but yeah, um, Canada really are one of those. I think they're going to properly come into their own and. In the next four years, well, in four years' time, they'll be co-hosting their own World Cup. So that would be the perfect time to do it. They've already guaranteed qualification for four years' time. So now it's just to build up, build up their team. And I think now is a good time to do it. They've got Alfonso Davies and Jonathan David. Really, are their two 
mar- marquee players within the team. Alfonso Davies mainly known for playing uh, left back for for club with Bayern Munich, but you know they're they're not going to stick up Alfonso Davies and left back for Canada when he's arguably their best player ahead of um, Jonathan David, who's been banging in the goals for for Lille for the last couple of years. So that's something a lot of these teams that are coming through internationally struggle with is having a natural goal score. You've seen it for all plenty of teams throughout the years. I, I could start listing them now, but I'd be here for the next four hours. And to have someone already like Jonathan David at 22 years old for Canada, he's going to be 26 by the time the twenty the, the 2026 World Cup starts. So it's just, it's perfect for them really. But I think looking at now, looking at 2022 in Qatar, I think it's just a bit too early to be saying, oh, look at Canada. I reckon they're going to, they're going to do it all. They're going to get to the, to the knockouts potentially, but I don't think they're there just yet. Fair. Um, yeah, I think you're, you're spotting with that team. Um, they have got some very good young players coming through. Um, I think the good thing for them is they have got a few more experienced players in the squad as well. And mm-hmm. Junior Toilet, as he's often nicknamed, uh, Junior Toilet, still going strong. Uh, he's at Reading now, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Another one is David Witherspoon, who might not necessarily have played big football down in England, but he's played sort of top-level Scotland for years. And I have to admit, it's going to be nice to see this Canada squad do well, because I, I remember watching... And uh, there, there's a long story behind why I was at this game, but I think it was like 2017. They played Scotland played against Canada in a friendly match at Hip Stadium, and I remember them winning one 0 thanks to an absolute world day from David Waterspoon, and it was the worst game of football I've ever seen. And honestly, Canada looked so bad as a football like country. So it's good to see they're actually moving forward now and doing something. But um. Yeah, well, what what's your thoughts on um on this team as a whole? Do you think that there there there's something maybe special there, or do you agree with Jack that maybe it's just that little bit too soon for them to make a big impact? To be honest, I was going to respect them, but they do have Joy, Junior Hoyler, and he's about ten years past his prime. And even his prime <laughs> good. So I immediately red flag. But when I look at this score now, actually, before I was thinking this is a decent. Team. I actually don't rate this team. I I really. I think that four years' time is going to need to be a bloody long four years, longer than usual, because they need to get some real talent. I look, I, Jonathan David, don't get me wrong, Jonathan David, quality. Alfonso Davies, world class. I look at the rest of the team and I really don't see much. Um, I mean, they've still got Hutchinson in and he's about 400. Don't get me wrong, he's a good footballer. I, I just think... I, I, I genuinely, when I say I think this is a clear the clearest weak team in the group now. I had like by looking at it in depth, I, I'd be surprised to see them anywhere but fourth. Basically that's what I'm trying to say here. I really don't I really do not see any potential for this team. Interesting. Interesting. I, I think yeah. Um I'm sure others will disagree with you, but I'm 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 gonna say, you know, I I respect it. Um I think one of the things that, that probably won't really get touched on too much but you look at the the squad and they've got quite a few players sort of in the the not the, the top leagues if that makes sense but sort of you know like the middle leagues of european football right now obviously um like turkey portugal um i notice they've got a couple of boys that are at club bruges as well that have been playing week in week out for them and actually um 
did Club Bruges end up topping their group or did they finish second in the end in the Champions League? I, I think I think they did. I think they might have. No, because they're, they're tie, they must have been second because their tie is against Benfica and Benfica topped. Yeah, so it is. So yeah, because they were. They, yeah. I remember they did really well in the, the group of the um, yeah. Champions League though because they. they Unbeaten against Atletico Madrid home and away, and those two were obviously in that squad. So yeah, they um, won three in a row, and then they just fell off a little bit. Yeah, I think it's always going to be tough for a team like that, though, isn't it, to do that against oh, yeah. such big teams? But they, they've got some experience there, so it'd be good to see what they can do in a, a, a collective team. But um, you know what? Let, let's let's not beat around the bush any longer. Uh, he wanted to talk about it so much that he confused Canada <laughs> with them. But now it's time for Belgium. And Jack, I'm handing this straight over to you and you can continue your, your nonsense about Canada that you were talking about already. Yes. <laughs> All right. Belgium. Belgium. Yes. Talking about Belgium. Belgium. The Belgian team playing in Belgium from Brussels. It's Belgium. Okay. <laughs> go. Go. Yeah. So, so Belgium are... <laughs> I've said Belgium too many times. It doesn't sound like a word anymore. Um, the, the Belgian national football team of Belgium... Um, <laughs> Have yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to take this? Okay, yeah. So the Belgian team—they have a lot of talent, right? It, it really is the end of their era, though now. But they have still got young players. They've got Amadou Onana, who I've watched a bit this season. He looks quite good. He's a bit clumsy, but he looks quite good. Yuri Tielemans is world class. He's very slow. He's a bit of a chubby man, but he's very good at football. <laughs> oh man, that should just be a tagline. <laughs> Yuri Tielemans, bit of a chubby man. <laughs> <laughs> and they've, you know, the thing that worries me, I think, most in this team, I think it might be the attack. It's a mix between attack and defence. Their midfield, I could argue, is one of the strongest in the tournament. Because if I'm talking about a strongest 11, because if you're going off depth, maybe not. But you've got, if you're playing a three in midfield with De Bruyne, Tielemans and Witzel or Onana or Vanneken, you are sound as a pound. I mean, that midfield will get you. That's a World Cup. I could see that winning the World Cup. Then you've got the fence. And you've got Vertonghen and Alderweireld, who four years ago, great, they were holding up the Premier League, but now they're holding up Belgium, and it's a completely different thing. And when you look at their defence, they've got players like Thomas Mounier, who I know is, is a decent round squad player. He's nothing special. Castagna's all right. I do worry about their central defenders quite quite a bit. They're going to be very slow now, even if they are still good at defending. And then you go to attack. Trossard for Brighton this season has been top-notch. But will Belgium's manager be a little bit Roberto Martinez be a little bit sentimental and give Eden a game, like start Eden Hazard, because if they do, I worry for them. And apart from Lukaku, a Pender, he's been good for Lens, but again, it's a Pender. And I'm... they've also brought Batshuayi, and I, I won't I think that's disrespectful to a Pender, though, because uh, a Pender's been absolutely fantastic for long this season. Um... I, I I agree, but I, I you also I, maybe not him then mainly, but Batshuayi because I haven't yeah. seen Batshu, I haven't yeah. seen him since he's hit the post with it once he scored that goal. He I'll hit, give you that one. Didn't even phase. score the goal. He just yeah, yeah, the when ball, he kicked the ball into his the own phase. I haven't seen him since then. So I think this team, I for me, I think it tops the group, but I I just worry a little bit about some of their options, especially in defence. I just think they're a bit agey. I, I, obviously, I'm just putting my two piece, uh, two pence in here on this one, but I feel like this is going to be a team where the youngsters need to come of age, um, and probably at an age too young. In the fact, yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on in the fact that uh, you know you you worry about Hazard, um, you worry about 
you know, Mishibachi Wai. And I know for a fact that Romelu Lukaku is missing the first two games of the group as well because he's still not recovered from his injury. Um, I think Thor- Thorgan Hazard and Carrasco, those two can still cause problems on the wings. Um, and then obviously that, that midfield is pretty stacked. Um, obviously Witzel, Onana has been playing really well for Everton. Uh, De Bruyne, Telemans. Um, yeah, it, it, it feels like that they're they're going to be heavily relying on attacking more than defending and you wonder for the first little bit who, who's going to score those goals. Um, Jack, what's your thoughts on this this squad? I know you've obviously said they're ageing uh, about Canada, um, so what about Belgium? Um, yeah. Um, if Carlsberg did old footballers, it'd be the Belgian national team. Um, <laughs> especially, especially their defence. The defence has been talking about already. I, I talked about them when I thought we were we were on them earlier when we were talking about Canada, but I think that's been talked about a bit too much during this this segment. But yeah, I completely agree um, that the, the midfield is their strongest point, and if they can build around that, then they'll they'll win every game they play. But it's not that simple. And you said they'll have no Lukaku for at least their first two games. That means they have to rely on either Batshuayi, who is um, the, the the less said, the less said, the better. And uh, Lois Appenda, who's who's twenty two years old, going into this tournament, and uh, yeah, as as you said, Taz, he really needs to cut to come of age if if he is going to get the best out of this Belgian team, and the, if this Belgian team is going to get the best out of him. And I, I'm just looking at their manager, who was also discussed about um, earlier, Roberto Martinez, and I don't know how he's kept his job as long as he has, because <laughs> like there's not really much to do. Just pick, pick the best players from the team and just have at it. Let them go, and it, they've been carrying him for the last four or five years. And I think that's this is where the carrying comes to an end. Uh, do you think that this could potentially be maybe that tournament where the you know Martinez actually just turned around and says, "Let's just chuck the youngsters in and see what happens." You know, obviously we've talked about um, Openda, but the other one that we haven't really talked about is uh, Jeremy Doku, the the boy from is it Ren? He's at. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, another youngster who's really starting to come through for the Belgian squad, and, and uh, I can never say his name, but the striker that plays for AC Milan is it Dicatelari? Yeah, it's pretty Italian, but he plays in Italy, so we'll allow him. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it might be that 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 point where he just turns around and chucks the youngsters on, and and you know, with maybe say Trossard or or you know Carrasco or something like that, and just says go and attack and see what happens. I mean, if it gets to a stage where they, they lose their first game and while, whilst playing all the, the the golden generation from the 2010s and they come out with nothing, then uh, yeah, they sort of have to force his hand or else he's going to put out the same 11 and he's going to lose the second game of the group and they're suddenly going to find themselves at a bottom having to win the, the final game of the group stage to finish third. So yeah, I feel I feel like they're gonna they're gonna need to roll the dice a lot with this with this Belgian team, um, and it's just gonna be interesting to see well, what it rolls on, and, and, and just, who ends up in that starting eleven come come the first game of the the group. Yeah, and just one final thing before we do move on from this Belgian squad, and I I have just seen this information come up just now for myself, but um, they actually played a friendly um a couple of nights ago against 
um, Egypt, Egypt in and they lost. And they lost 2-1, yeah. And looking yeah. at the squad that they had, so it looks like they're obviously sticking with that back three that they're sort of almost used to now. Um, but it, it looks like Courtois in goal, uh, Zaba- or, sorry, Debast, Aldevareld and Theate as the back three. Castagne is sort mm-hmm. of a right wing back, Carrasco on the left hand side, Witzel and Van Aken as the two centre midfielders, and then he's still playing Eden Hazard, he's got De Bruyne and he's got Batchwise as front three. Um so it, it does look like he's sticking to the old way of doing things, but luckily Openda and Doku both came on, so hopefully, you know, he maybe seen the right way to do things and might drop Hazard for the tournament starting, but it didn't look good looking at the, the whole game, um, information wise, but we'll see what happens. But there is another team that we need to talk about in this group. Um, Jack, I'm going to let you start on this one, seeing as you absolutely fell out of the last one. Croatia, we talk about old teams. Surely there's nobody older than Croatia. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. Um, I, I think I think their main core of players are, are getting on like quite a lot, like another team we discussed our um, discussed earlier. Canada. Um, oh, well, it wasn't Canada. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> Belgium. It was actually Denmark. And ah, yes, I, th- I feel like yes. Croatia and Denmark share a lot of similarities. They've got a core group of players that are pushing mid thirties, but they've got quite a few players coming through that are like, getting a lot of first team experience in in top European leagues. Josko Vardiol, centre back playing for RB Leipzig, a very very exciting young player. He seems to be linked with everyone under the sun. Um, oh, good, good teams are there. Not, not any of the, any of the bad teams because anyone can be linked with anyone. <laughs> but, uh, moving on, um, yeah, they've, they've got they've got him as the main the main the main guy coming through in in defence, which is which is what you need. You got a few young midfield options coming through. You got uh, Lukas Sukic from Salzburg, uh, who I think is an ex- exciting young player, and he's this this could be his breakout tournament. But that also means displacing Brozovic, Modric, Kovacic, and uh, Perisic from any of those midfield places, and that's going to be tough to do. Even even Vlasic, who you know the the, the boy, yeah. is, he's at Torino now. He's, he's another good midfielder. He's actually very solid. Um, yeah, it, it, they do feel very midfield heavy, but I think they, they've got a few mm. attackers in there as well. Um, but yeah, well, is there anything you want to mention about this Croatian team? Dejan Lovren. Uh, <laughs> that, that is a so... worry. Um, I, I think they are very old. I agree with you, Taz. I think they're very aging. And I think their main core of play... I mean, Mulder's is still classed, aren't they? I say that, like, the old, they're getting old. But, like, Brozovic has only got better as he's got older. Yeah. But realistically, I'm not sure it's actually a weakness to them. Perisic hasn't got any worse. Modric too, to be honest. He seems to have been getting better every every year he's been in his thirties. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So all these these old players get. I think they're getting better. I they look good. I think they actually do look really good. I think maybe attacking they lack a little bit. Kramaric. I don't know. I don't think he's been that outstanding for Hoffenheim in the past few years. I know Mislav Orsic has been quality for Dynamo Zagreb though. Didn't he, he score he two can... wonder goals against Tottenham in the Europa yes. League last season? There's also, um, we would like to point out, um, we were, there was a bit of discussion, which you can listen to, 
um, in in the the podcast when we were discussing Group D with Denmark and France, and uh, how Denmark beat France in both in both ties in that in their Nations League group. But who topped that group with Denmark and France? Yeah, it was Croatia. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, absolutely good point. point. Yeah. yeah, I think. I think they look good. I mean, you know, even Sosa, I mean, he's got a dynamic duo on FIFA, so he must be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're basically yeah. off for of FIFA now. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> like it. Um, I, you know what? I, I'm intrigued. I'm genuinely intrigued by what Croatia bring because I think ultimately there, there is that little bit of hype considering what they did in 2018. 2020, whatever you want to call it, Euros, they were, they were okay, but they weren't, you know, they weren't amazing. Um, obviously, moderate scored that absolute worldie against Scotland, which, by the way, I, I wish I had my phone out for because I was sat behind the goal and watched the flight of the ball perfectly. But let's not get into that because, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. This Croatia team, I feel like they're either going to be absolutely phenomenal or massively capitulate. I, I yeah, don't, I thought it was going to be a middle ground for them. I don't know why, but that's maybe just my opinion. But, um, gentlemen, I I think it's time for some predictions. Um, yeah, this one is going to be a good discussion. I feel. Um, so ultimately, what we're saying for this is the winner of this group. <laughs> oh, there's no easy way out of this group. Put it that way. Whoever wins this group based on our predictions would play Spain. Mm-hmm. Whoever finishes second in this group would play Germany. Mm-hmm. So, regardless really? of what happens, yeah, there's no easy way out. Um, we're we're going to get a crack in round of 16. But let's start off with the first game of the group, Morocco versus Croatia. Uh, Jack, you can go first on this one. Um, I, I think so far with my predictions, I, I've gone on a bit too much so i'm gonna gonna keep it simple nice uh, i'm going uh i'm going uh one nil two <laughs> i'll go one nil croatia okay <laughs> you, you i was, I was sure, just gonna you? stop there i was yeah. gonna keep it really simple just <laughs> You decide who's going to win one now, but it's going to yeah, be one now. Yeah, you nil. decide. You decide. <laughs> to be fair, I, I don't want to make a prediction on this one, but um, well, what about you? What do you think? Four nil France. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think I'd go. Croatia two one. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm gonna give you that reluctantly. I I I don't <laughs> think I don't think Morocco lose this game, but I I will go with two on Croatia. Um, yeah, I I I, I quite fancy Morocco to do well, but that's just yeah. Um, we'll go two on Croatia based on your predictions. That's fine because uh, you've both gone one goal either way basically towards Croatia. So, um, we'll give Morocco a goal in the game. Right, Belgium versus Canada. Will you can go first on this one. Um. That trying to be funny, I do actually think this will be. I think three nil Belgium. I think it'll be quite a bumming. Okay, um, Jack, what about you? Three nil Canada. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if to take him seriously or not on this one. I, I, I'm being deadly serious. What are you saying? I, 
I, I don't see Belgium doing well in this tournament. And uh, at the same time, I don't see Canada getting through. That's just how badly I think Belgium are going into this tournament. Do you think Canada are winning 2-0, you said? Yes. Fuck. Uh, right, okay, 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 okay. So, I'm going to agree that Belgium aren't going to do well, but I'm going to disagree that Canada win. Okay. Because ultimately, I'm the deciding force in this one because you've got. Look, Tats, just think about this. Canada are the worst team in this group. Belgium have got to get at least one win in this World Cup. Do they? I think if they're gonna, if they're, yes, if they're going to beat anyone, they're going to beat this team. I think the other two. Now that's where it gets spicy. But Canada stink. They do, but <laughs> does, does Belgium stink more? That's um, the question. I, I, I think overall quality, no. On paper, Belgium are probably the second best team in this group. But this, this isn't about paper. This is about momentum. This is about just everything. You can like, always trust a man who leads relegated team to an FA Cup final. That's all I've got to say. I mean, you just you just got to look at... <laughs> like, Egypt beat them 2-1. I know it's a friendly. But this has got to be your main warm-up for the for going into the World Cup. And he started Eden Hazard. I, I, do you know like, what? I, I am... I'm going to go... 2-1 Belgium, right? Yay. But I do agree with Jack that I think Belgium are lacking complete momentum going into this because not only did they lose to Egypt, they lost to the Netherlands in the um, group, uh, what do we call it, the, the Nations League. Yeah. Um, they barely scraped by Wales, which, no disrespect to Wales, you know, they're not that good a team. Belgium should be, you know, turning them over and they just didn't. Yeah. Um, yes, you know what, they got a good result against... Um, Poland early on in the group, but again they got beat four one at home by the Dutch. They drew one one in Cardiff. That to me doesn't seem like a team that's going into this tournament with a lot of confidence. So um, maybe later results will confirm that for me. But um, for now, I'm going to back them to beat Canada. I'm going to go two 0 actually rather than two one. I'm not going to give Canada a goal. But uh, right now, this is where it becomes interesting. Belgium versus Morocco. Will, you can go first on this one. I think... This, the thing is, right, no World Cup has ever had a, no shocks, right? There's never been a World Cup where every single result... I think 1-0 Morocco. I, I'm not going to explain, I'm not going to elaborate, I'm just going to give you my answer and you're going to take it. Jack? I'm going 2-0 Morocco. I think they just completely outplay... Belgium, they've got more confidence in Belgium. Belgium, you could you could make the point that they've got nothing to lose going into this tournament because of how bad of a run they've had, how little momentum they have. But this is the the final tournament for a majority of their golden generation, and if that's not something to lose, I don't know what is. And the pressure's going to uh, come to them. They've got players low, like low on confidence, like lowest confidence in their career, like you got like Lukaku and Hazard. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen them too with as little confidence as they have in this current season, in this current year. I and it's as as mental to me. The only player that seems to have, or the only player, sorry, that only se- that seem to be confident and believing in themselves as a world class footballer, not teams Thibaut Courtois and the Kevin De Bruyne. And I don't see them two players making the difference in an eleven a player a player game. Fair. Uh, well, I'm I'm completely backing you, Nice. I I I definitely. For me, I think Morocco win this. Um, I think Morocco are stronger than what Egypt are at this moment in time. And 
yeah, I, I'm I'm going to say 2-0. I, I think you're absolutely spot on with that. I think they're a good enough squad to go and get a result there. So, um, Croatia-Canada. Jack, you can go okay. first this time. Because you, <laughs> yeah. I'll go, uh, I did I did probably hype Canada a bit much. I, I do think they're going to either win or draw against Belgium. But I'm going to stick like stick with win because I can't really go back on it now. But probably not 2-0, probably 2-1 or 1-0. But that's not, that's not relevant. Canada, Croatia. Croatia, 3. Canada, 0. Okay. Um, Will, what do you think on that one? Um, well, I'm thinking maybe I could put the score as a win to Canada and they all draw their last games. And oh. it up, no, 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 no. Just so they have to play rock, paper, scissors to see who goes through. <laughs> I wish it was rock, paper, scissors, well, but it's I, the yellow card. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I want to hear what your prediction is on this because I have something else that I'm going to throw in the, the spanner of the works here in this one and I'll explain to you in a minute. I, I think that Croatia are going to win 3-1. Okay. So we've got 3-0 and 3-1. See, I'm going to lean towards 3-1 purely because I don't trust that Croatian defence enough. I think yeah. the age is going to be a problem against somebody like Jonathan David and I think that you know, if, you, if they do what Jack sort of insinuated, and I have seen them do it in the past where they play, you know, Alfonso Davies as a, a left winger rather than a left back, that yeah. that's going to cause problems for that defence. So I think they will score. I, I, I do agree. I think it'll be 3-1 three, three, on that one. So I'll, I'll back you on this. Right. I'm going to Canada versus Morocco first and I'll explain to you why in a minute. But um, Will, who do you think is going to win this one? I think Morocco win 4-0. Damn. Um... Jack, what about you? I'm going uh, Morocco 2-0. Okay. Do you know what? I'll just put the difference. We'll go 3-0 on that one. Right. This... Aha, you fool. I was going to say 3-0. <laughs> well, right. This this is where it becomes interesting, right? I'm going to put my prediction in first for the one time that we've done this so far, right? I think this is going to be 1-0 Belgium. Right, and hear me out on this one. I think that Belgium will go into this game needing a win badly. They they know that they're under pressure. You know that Morocco's already on six points, Croatia on the six points. Or sorry, we're, we're saying that. So Croatia's already on six points. Morocco's got the easiest game of the group. They need to win. I think Belgium beats Croatia in a, a proper tough slog game, one nil, and go out on goal difference. So there's my prediction. Um, Jack, what do you think on that one? And what do you think of your prediction as well? I think it's a very good prediction. So I'm going to say Croatia 2 0. Love it. Uh, well, what about you? I think it's going to be Belgium heartbreak. And I think, and I, do you know why I think this is going to be, this is, you see, this is, I'm thinking ahead of the game now. So I'm going to do two predictions in one. I think what's going to happen is. I th- can I quickly check the fixtures? Who plays first? Is it the Belgium game? No, every game is on, on at the same, same time. time. Oh, they're on the same time. Stop cheating! Yeah. What I think is going to happen is that Belgium are going to be uh, beating Croatia. I think Morocco are going to draw to Canada, and then Croatia are going to score a late equaliser, and Belgium all they need to do was win, but they're then going to go out on goal difference, even though they all they had to do was beat Croatia, and I think they're. They're going to bottle it. 
Well, see, if if oh, that if that happens, goal. then yeah, they go out by one goal. Ooh, I, think one, I also think Canada draw to Morocco. Yeah, I I think it makes some really valid points, and I think I'm just gonna have to change my prediction to four 0 France. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a running joke for all our predictions. <laughs> so we've got we've got you saying that. You you're back. You've gone back on your other result, which I think is 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 just wrong. You know, you've got to back your 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 instincts. Um, Wait, hold on. Did I? What do you mean? Wait, what? We said you said that Canada would win or lose four 0 against Morocco, and then you're like, oh, Morocco will draw. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Hold on. I've had a brain fart. I mean, so the last game is Belgium Croatia. Yep. And it's Canada Morocco. I mean, Morocco will draw to Canada. Yeah. But you, you've already yeah, said... Yeah, you said, you said Morocco were winning 4-0, and I said 2-0, so Tav said 3-0 to split and the difference. Mor- Morocco already played Belgium and Croatia. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they lost to Croatia and beat Belgium. Belgium and Morocco end on four points each. Well, see, but, see, with my prediction, <laughs> right, if, if Belgium win 1-0, Morocco, Croatia, and Belgium all end on six points. Right, okay. Yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm doing. <laughs> what a line! Oh, what a line that is! I'm not really sure it what I'm doing. Life. It sums up my Excel career. It sums it all. <laughs> right, so, so, so are you wanting them all to finish on the same points, or do you think that Belgium no, will th- just be knocked I think, out? I think Croatia finish on six, and then Morocco and Belgium finish on four, but Morocco go through. I'm not sure if my predictions lead to that, but that's what the points are going to be. Jack, give me the two now. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Do you know what? I'll 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 do one better. I'll go one uh, nil Croatia instead. But I, I I have to admit, I think that could happen. Um, so the way that this group ends up, based on what we've said, Croatia top, Morocco second, Belgium third, Canada bottom. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I personally think that we've done that wrong because I think what should have happened is. 1-0, so if I do 1-0 Belgium, right, what would then happen, and this, this, this in itself is just amazing, right, it would end up with Belgium, Croatia, and Morocco in six points. Morocco would go through top on plus four goal difference, Croatia second on plus two goal difference, Belgium would go out with plus one goal difference. And Canada would be yeah, but would you really want that, though? Because yes. then Morocco would have to play as Germany. Yes! Yeah, it's Germany or Spain. Imagine, no, no, it would be, it would be Spain, would it not? Um, yeah. So if Morocco, no, because Spain, Spain topped like, our group, did they not? It's like going to Morocco. Spain, and no. Morocco, would you like to lose four 0 or three 0 so We, we, we said that Germany would top that group and Spain would finish second. Mm-hmm. So it would be Morocco, Spain in the second so round. Spain. And that's been a long eighteen days. That in, <laughs> that in itself, by the way, is an absolute war because those two are, you know, pretty much just across the water from each other. It's like England, France. That's how close it is. They they played each other four years ago too in the group. Yeah, but that Morocco squad is much stronger. But um, based yeah, on based on I, what we've done properly, so I'll change it back to um to one 0 Croatia. Um, so it would be Croatia versus Spain in the second round, and it would be Morocco versus Germany. In the second round, that that that's quite tasty. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's a bit more than just tasty, mate. Yeah, that that's also very true. Um, I I still think Belgium will, will finish on six points, but go out. So I'm just I'm just leaving that in there as my, my caveat. Um, but... I, think, 
I think Belgium could finish on nine points, but still go out somehow. That's, that's how <laughs> I am that Belgium are getting knocked out in the group stage. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne has tested positive for steroids. Yeah. <laughs> or Jan Vertonghen has. Oh, right. Well, I think that, that seems like a very nice place to end this, um, to be honest, this manic episode. Because um, it has been a bit manic. It's been fun. It's been full of laughs. And uh, definitely the, the toughest group we've had so far. I don't think it gets any easier. We've got two other groups still to come. So we've got Group G, which has got Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia and Cameroon. And in that final Group H, which... That, that's a group absolute, of death. Yeah, group of everyone. death. Portugal, Uruguay, South Korea, Ghana. Anyone can go through. Anyone can go out. And obviously the, the whole scenario with Cristiano Ronaldo on the go as well. But we'll discuss that in those podcasts. However, uh, for just now, uh, thank you very much for the three of us. If you've not listened to the previous ones, go back, listen to them. Give us your feedback. We're more than happy to listen to it. Um, but for now, thank you very much. And it's goodbye from us. <laughs>